Hello and welcome to the Thriving Three Counties podcast with me, Dan Barker. Conversations with inspiring business people throughout the three counties of Herefordshire, Worcestershire and Gloucestershire. And now it's time for today's episode. I hope you enjoy the show. Hello and welcome to this episode of the Thriving Three Counties podcast. I'm Dan Barker and today I'm here in the studio on my own um, for a change. So I thought I'd have a go at doing something that I've kind of been meaning to do for a while, which is to record a solo episode. Um, but uh, honestly, I've been so overwhelmed with uh, with guests saying yes that I just haven't had the chance. Um, but we had a p- postponement and uh, looking at the schedule, I thought, well, maybe I'll give it a go this time. So um, that's what it's going to be, probably a shorter episode today. Um, with just me talking and um, yeah let me know how it goes I'd love to hear your feedback uh, you can email me dan at danbarkerstudios.com uh, love to have a chat anyway um, find out how you're uh, how you're finding the podcast uh, if there's any guests that you would like to uh, put forward maybe or you know an, an ideal guest someone that you'd like to hear from that I might be able to get hold of um, always happy to uh, to have a chat so uh, yeah, I thought today for this episode I'd talk about something which uh, has come up quite a few times in the podcast because it's been something that's really helped me with uh, with my business, especially over the last two couple of years or so. Uh, and this is the idea of niching. And I seem to have a discussion about it quite regularly just because it's, it's made such a big impact on my business that I try to kind of um, let people know about that and uh, see if it could help their business as well uh, because it really has had a, a powerful impact. Um, so the idea with, with niching is to find uh, a niche, obviously, <laughs> find a uh, find something that you offer that, you, that your business specialises in. And uh, the reason it's so powerful, well, well there's, there's multiple reasons really. So I'll go through a few of those and talk about our experiences with niching. Um, The Americans pronounce niching, niching, and so they have a saying which says the riches are in the niches um, because I think it's well known and well documented how powerful and useful it can be to have uh, a niche. So for us um, at Dan Barker Studios, we specialise in helping industrial businesses, so manufacturers, engineering companies and tech companies. We produce video content for them and photography. And that's very much how we position ourselves. Uh, It wasn't always like that. When I started out in photography um, a number of years ago, I was really a general photographer. Um, I didn't have a specialist area. Uh, And there were lots of things that were difficult about that, but I didn't realise at the time that 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 was why it was difficult. So, for example, choosing what to put up on my website was always a real struggle because I didn't know what to choose. Uh, should I put some of my favourite product photography up there? Should I put some of my people photography? Should I put events photography? Uh, what should I what should I put up there? And it, and you kind of almost end up like feeling paralysed because you you. You, you don't know what to do and you end up not doing anything as a result because, uh, you know, you've got your favourite product photography, but is that what you should be putting up there? Should you be putting up 
something else and uh, I, I found that a real struggle and I didn't realise at the time that that's why it was um, so as as also as a general photographer when I used to go to sort of networking events and things I'd introduce myself as a photographer and someone would say you know do you specialise in a certain area and you'd kind of say well I do a bit of product photography a bit of headshots a bit of this a bit of that and they wouldn't really know who to introduce you to and so you'd end up sort of not really being introduced to anyone because really at any given moment no one really needs photography or video production but if you can make the right connections then at some point someone will need need you um so so yeah i, th I think looking back on my whole career change bit if i was doing it all again that's the one thing i would change is that i would have specialized and created that niche for myself a lot earlier um so the reason i chose the industrial photography was because my background is in aerospace engineering and it just made a lot of sense uh, i you know i've obviously always had an interest in engineering and how things work and that sort of thing uh, i went into engineering for that reason um got into an area that i i didn't massively enjoy hence the career change but I, I still have an interest in that and so the way the way this actually came about was um or the way I found my particular niche was I actually put a post up on LinkedIn a number of years ago um, when I was sitting in my old job feeling frustrated wanting to get out of there and I put a post up saying you know what difficulties have you had when commissioning a photographer and someone named John Johnson, who I didn't know at the time at all, uh, but I now know fairly well, he kindly responded to my post and said, oh, we've had problems when we've um, been commissioning photography for engineering applications because the photographer hasn't really understood the product and what they're photographing. And as a result, the photos haven't really done it justice and haven't really shown off the right things and, and explained it. And that kind of got me thinking, and he very kindly jumped on a phone call with me and sort of explained it a little bit more, and, and we had a good discussion. And that kind of got me thinking, you know, well, that's interesting. <laughs> you know, I'm I'm sitting here in an engineering job, uh, trying to become a photographer. I wonder, you know, if there's a crossover there and, what, and I could do something with it. But I didn't straight away because I had all the same worries and anxieties about specializing and niching that I think everyone does which is that you think you're gonna limit your audience you know you think if you just cut down to one type of photography or you know do graphic design for one type of industry or whatever it is that you're gonna actually cut down your potential market um, by a lot but the thing is that you don't actually need that many clients I mean how many clients do you need in your business in a year at the moment to make it profitable probably not a huge number and when you think about a niche there's pretty much always far more people in that niche than or potential customers in that niche than you actually need so you still only need to to get a small percentage of that market to create a profitable and successful business so yeah as I say I didn't do it straight away and I wish I had it done and 
I can remember um, my business coach talking about niching at the time and saying, you know, you need to do this. And I literally remember being on the phone and kind of making these noises like, oh, I don't really, I don't know, oh, oh, should I, should I? And eventually I had a go at it and uh, I actually didn't start with the industrial niche for some reason. I thought I'd have a go at headshots and becoming a headshot photographer. And I quickly saw the benefits of it. I mean, I didn't do it for very long until I flicked, um, changed over to the uh, industrial niche, but I saw very quickly the benefits of, of specializing in one thing because suddenly I knew what to put on my website. I knew what to put at the front of my website. I knew what to put on my LinkedIn profile. Um, I knew what to put on a little um, you know, flyer design. It was, it was a bunch of headshots. And I knew what I needed to do, which was to build up some portfolio in that area. So, um, uh, well, the other thing I suppose with that is that I set up the studio for headshots and I just left it set up. So when people came in, um, it was already set up. I knew what I was doing and uh, I was very efficient. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, and I didn't need to buy loads of different equipment because I just needed one setup really, which was for the headshots and it was, it was quite straightforward. Um, as I say, I, I only did that for a couple of months and, uh, I realized the benefit of having the niche, but I, I, I did want to change to the industrial niche because I think that suited me better than the headshots, even though I love doing headshots. And I suppose that's part of the problem, um, we all love doing lots of different types of work and um, that that's that can be the other thing that puts people off is this idea that oh I'll only be doing one type of work and actually I want to do lots of different things um, but I think the secret the secret is that you actually end up still doing lots of different work um, because people still come to you for all types of different things, even if you have a specialist subject on your, your website, you show what your niche is, um, you'd be surprised the kind of inquiries that you still get. Um, so I, I don't think that should be too much of a worry. And also, when you specialise in one thing, you can build that one thing to the point that it's successful, and then you can start moving into other areas, but it's about getting going and becoming successful at, at that one thing, first of all, to, to get you going. So, um, yeah, I wouldn't worry too much about that. Um, so yeah, I went, I went, then went into the industrial niche and I sort of, you know, changed my website over fairly gradually. Cause I, again, was having those worries of cutting down my market. And, um, by this time I was full time and I didn't want to, you know, I couldn't risk just losing my income. Um, I think probably looking back on it, I think that was probably the right thing to do because I didn't have a ton of industrial portfolio at that time anyway, so I probably couldn't have done it much quicker. But I think in an ideal world, I would have done it a bit quicker and maybe gone out. As I say, if I'd have done it before I left my job, I could have gone out and built some portfolio, you know, done some work for free and that sort of thing to, to make sure I had a good website full of industrial work. Um, so what are the, what are the other benefits apart from knowing what to put in your marketing? Well, 
if you're specialising in a certain area, um, you're suddenly not in competition with all of those around you. So t take what we do, for example, in the industrial sector. Um, there aren't really many, if any, industrial video production and photography studios in our area. We're, we're pretty much the only ones that I, I think I know of. So uh, we're suddenly not in competition with everybody, which is, you know, which is great. And it, it means that I can, if I get inquiries in that aren't suitable for what we do, I can refer them on to someone else. And in fact, very recently, um, a fellow photographer um, locally actually sent us a couple of clients because they had too much work on. They'd seen what we were doing with our industrial clients and said, yep, yeah, I'd be happy to refer these people onto you and actually sent us a couple of clients, which is uh, amazing. But that wouldn't have happened really without that niche, I don't think. It's the fact that they've seen for the last few years, they've seen us putting out industrial work onto our, you know, onto our LinkedIn and on the website and everything and they were comfortable to know that we'd be able to to look after their their clients that they couldn't serve anymore um so it actually enables you to collaborate more with those around you because they're not seeing you as a threat uh and and vice versa um so it's uh, it's amazing like that the other thing is then i mentioned about going to networking events and you know people asking what you did and you say oh, I did a bit of this, a bit of that. Well, if you go to a networking event and you say, hi, um, we produce video for industrial companies, so engineers, manufacturers and tech companies. Pr previously, they would have thought, oh, do I know anyone that needs a photographer and or, or a video, video producer? And the answer is no. No one really knows anyone that needs that. But now when you go and say we work for this sector they think oh do i know anyone in that sector and normally the answer is yes and they say oh i must introduce you to you know john smith who runs xyz engineering um here he is and you say hi nice to meet you yeah we we produce video and photography for uh, companies like yours and he's like oh great cool i'll bear that in mind and you know you swap business cards and you've made a new connection Whereas previously you wouldn't have made a new connection. And when it then comes to that person needing, um, you know, some media production, they're very highly likely to come to you because A, you've met them and B, you specialise in their area. So um, I think that's a, a really big advantage. It certainly has been for me. Um, I'd say the other thing on, on the kind of referrals side of things is that People love to refer a specialist as well. You know, if if you're chatting to someone and they say, oh, I need someone that does, uh, I don't know, insurance, and and you're in, uh, you know, a particular field, say, I don't know, say you're in the equine world or something, um, people love to be able to say, oh, I know, uh, I know Joe Bloggs, they specialise in insurance for the equine uh, industry. And people, people really like to be able to recommend a specialist because people love recommending people that they know anyway. 
Um, so if they can recommend someone that actually specialises in what you need, that's uh, that's even better. And it, it, it feels good to be able to know someone in a specialist area. So it's really um, it's it's really good like that. Um, I mentioned earlier about you know the kit when I was trying to do the headshot bits, and you know it's the same for any area that you you decide to specialise in. The the kit that you need to buy if you, if you're doing work that requires kit like we are, um, it becomes a lot easier to see what you need because suddenly you know like I don't need to go out and buy thousands of pounds worth of um, say food photography props because we don't do food photography or video and I don't need to fill the studio up with that whereas if I was doing a bit of this a bit of that and, and very much a generalist I might feel like I need to have a few props in case I get a food photography or video inquiry you know and then you end up spending money all the money that you've earned on that one shoot on all the props and you never do one again till till next year or something so it you end up spending a lot of money on kit that you don't need. Uh, I've mentioned about, you know, the clear messaging and everything, knowing what to post and knowing what to put on your website and everything. I mean, the the clarity that, that it's given me since choosing this niche has, has, has been amazing because, yeah, like I say, I know what to put up on my LinkedIn. It's not like, oh, should I put a bit of the, should I put product photography, should I put this person at work, it's like, right, we're going to put up something industrial because it says on my LinkedIn profile that we specialise in industrial sector. So uh, it really gives clarity to your message, to your marketing message. Um, and yeah, as I say, it just enables you to, to, to know what to post and who you're targeting as well, you know, who your ideal clients are. Um, so it really does bring a uh, bring a great deal of of clarity. Now, the other thing worth pointing out is that there are two types of niching. Um, you could do what they call horizontal or vertical. So uh, let me see if I get this right. I think vertical niche would be like what we're doing. So uh, it'd be an, uh, a specific sector. So for us, it's the industrial sector. Uh, it might be, you know, your niche might be lawyers or professional services or might be, as I said, equine or might be, you know, children's services, schools. I believe that would all be uh, classed as a vertical niche. And then you've got a horizontal niche. So, for example, when I started with the headshots, it wasn't uh, for a particular industry, but it was a type of service. So, that be a horizontal niche, so you specialise in headshots or you specialise in uh, banner designs for LinkedIn or, um, that's another good example, you you create, you, you have a specific service, you do websites for accountants, something like that. Um, sorry, no, that would be both actually, we'll come to that in a sec. Um, let's say you just do landing pages. We just create landing pages but you do them for all different industries. So that's your, your horizontal niche. I think where it gets really interesting is what I, uh, what I accidentally just said then, which is when you combine both a horizontal and a vertical niche. So um, yeah, like I said, if you create websites for accountants, then you're specializing in one service on the horizontal and then one industry on the vertical. So if you imagine, uh, you know, you've got your horizontal and your vertical lines and where they cross, 
that is your specialist area. So uh, for me, I might do, you know, I might specialise in headshots for the legal profession, for example. Um, so, you know, anyone that's in the legal profession, they all need headshots. They know who to come to because you're the specialist in that area. Um, and it, it's a no-brainer for them, really, um, to, 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 to come to you because it's like they're going to go to the photographer that does, uh, you know, a few headshots, a bit of product photography, a bit of this, a bit of that. Or are they going to go to the guy that, or guy or girl that does headshots for everyone? Or are they going to come to the photographer that does headshots for the legal profession? It's a really super clear message and it's really easy for people to understand what you do, who you do it for and to know that you are the right person for them. So yeah, I just wanted to kind of use this episode to to put some of those thoughts down really. Um, it's something, as I say, that I talk about quite often because I do feel quite passionately about it and I'm, I'm sure there are people out there who will argue against it um, and and that's fine. There, you know, Of course, there are successful generalist companies out there that do work for all types of uh, industries and, and sectors, but a lot of the time what you find is that those companies did actually start out with a specialism, but they've just grown. They they did what I was saying earlier. They've they've started with that specialism, become really good at it, really proficient, and then they've they've gradually expanded over time. I think the the to me anyway, in my experience of who I've met, the people that are kind of struggling a bit with all of the stuff, the marketing, the messaging, meeting the right people are the are the ones that aren't targeting a specific area and, and aren't saying yes we're the specialists in that area so um, the next step then if, if you're considering this is going to be to find your niche and you know that that can be a tricky one I suppose um, for me it was using my background so that kind of worked out that uh, you know, I had that experience, and I could use that experience in my new profession. So it might be that you have a background in something. Uh, it might be that you have an interest in something. Like you're just generally super interested in um, something, you know, and and that could become your niche. You might look back at your client list over the last few years and say, where have we had the most success? You know, what type of industry are coming to us the most? Uh, or you might look and say which one's the most profitable you know uh, uh, and and when you analyze it you might see that actually we did we did 60% of our work was for this industry and it was the most profitable work that we did um and maybe then you choose to to take that on as your niche and move forward with th- with that specialism um so that could be a way of finding it but uh I think there are there are various ways of of finding it, um, and I I feel fairly confident that I could help anyone to discover their niche and where they might want to specialise. So um, I'm going to put it out there. If you uh, if if you do want help and you think I could help, then I'd be more than happy to jump on a call or or come over to or you can come here to the studio and have a chat for an hour and just see if we can. 
see see if I can help you with that at all. Uh, I'd love to give it a go, put it to the test because I feel like I can do it, <laughs> and I probably have helped a few people. But um, yeah, I'm open to giving it a go. So uh, yeah, give me a shout, Dan at DanBarkerStudios dot com, if you think I can help, or give me a shout on LinkedIn or something. And um, yeah, you, you know, you don't have to do anything with uh, with the discussion. You can sort of choose to ignore it or uh, or take it on, and, and perhaps it's helpful. But um, yeah, there you go. There's the offer. Um, cool. Okay, I think that probably takes me to about the end of everything that I initially wanted to say on the topic. Uh, if you've got any thoughts, yeah, ping me an email, send me a message on, on LinkedIn. And uh, yeah, as I say, let me know how you're finding the podcast as well. Be really interested. And do hit subscribe um, and leave us a five-star review on Apple uh, iTunes if you could. That'd be really helpful. Uh, bumps us up. And uh, yeah, hopefully, if you found this useful, I'll look at doing some more solo episodes in the future. All right, cheers. You've been listening to the Thriving Three Counties podcast with me, Dan Barker. You can find links to all the episodes and show notes over at danbarkerstudios.com forward slash podcast. If you've enjoyed today's show, please head over to iTunes and leave us a review helps other people find the show and connect more people in the region. Thank you very much for your time listening. I hope you've enjoyed it and we'll see you next time.